We interrupt your regularly scheduled story of sex, kink, gender, or body image to tell you about some friends in the podcasting world. The Double Teamed Podcast, hosted by twins Cami and Nikki, is on a mission to bring awareness to non-monogamy, kink, and sexuality, and to help make these taboo subjects more understood and accepted by our younger generations. Cami and Nikki love to get honest and vulnerable with their listeners, discussing their experiences in open relationships, dating, dominance and submission, and sex parties. Find them anywhere you listen to podcasts and across your favorite social media platforms. Here's Cami and Nikki. Welcome back, Double Teamed Fam. How are we doing? Damn, that got me really hyped. <laughs> I know. I don't know why all of a sudden I was like, you know that one girl that does the TikToks where she's like, how <laughs> white people songs start at the club and it's like... <laughs> And it's like a Taylor like a remix Smith of like, song, yeah, like or Rihanna. Ooh, look what you made me, me do. do. And then it like goes to like do 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 do. And it's so chaotic, but like she has a point. She has a point. Anyways, guys, how are we doing? Cheers to Thursday. Thursday. We're recording S- this on a Saturn Tuesday. Has. Enter Pisces, guys. So if you have Saturn in Aquarius, your Saturn return is over. over. But if you have Saturn in Pisces, buckle up. Yes. Godspeed. May the fourth be with you. Whatever you need. The force? Whatever. Did I say me the you fourth? Said, yeah, you said <laughs> me the fourth. Okay. Sorry. May the force be with you. But please take care of yourself. Learn the lessons and then thank Daddy Saturn at the end. So it, Saturn in Pisces would be anyone born between like 1994 to 1996. So if you fall in that demographic, my best advice, surrender. Yeah. Whatever Daddy Saturn throws at you for these next like two, three years, surrender. Surrender. I got to thank Saturn for all the lessons during my Saturn return. My Saturn return delivered a divorce. A dead dog. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tammy. Why would you say that? <laughs> they both started with D. I don't know. I miss my dog. Um, I was actually, um, I was hugging his ashes yesterday and letting him know how much I missed him. Um, it also delivered the podcast, you know, and kind of like a, a, a realization of what I'm really passionate about. Um, I moved like I sold my house and like, uh, oh, my Saturn return brought a lot of change, but like a lot of necessary change. Like that's kind of what it does. Like if you're not on the right path, Saturn is going to come in and be like, let's get you on the right path and let's make sure you learn all the lessons necessary for you to move forward. But anyways, this is not an astrology podcast. However, there is our astro update. Yeah, I will say for my Saturn return, I mean, I moved three states completely changed my life, left my fiance. I also lost a dog, though I'll say it much more eloquently than Nikki did. Um, (laughs) Wait, hold on. We went through the same things, but differently. Exactly. And then I went through a pretty good and bad relationship that caused me to have a lot of change. 
and we, do a lot of growth in the past two years. We also both kind of like had spiritual awakenings. awakenings. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So yeah, overall, like I'm very pleased I'm with very my Saturn thankful. trend. Yeah, yeah very Absolutely. thankful. I feel put, like I'm on the right path. Yeah, it put me on the right path for sure. It was so, like, this isn't working anymore, so you're moving. I journaled yesterday thanking Saturn for all the lessons because I feel like they were really good lessons. I felt I, so luxe yesterday. I put my robe on. I put a face mask on. I turned on Design Miami, masturbated a little bit, and then went back to watching the show. You masturbated? I did. <gasps> well, I was going to say, I feel um, more aligned and more my authentic self now that my Saturn return has ended. I do too. I do so too. So for yeah. our astro girlies, if you know. Or astro daddies. Or astro daddies, if you know about the Saturn return, you know. So yeah, if you were born 1994 to 1996, you're up. It's um, going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yes. In other news, what else do we have to report? I miss kink. Yes. Oh, we okay. We can jump right to that. That's gonna be fine. I was gonna say. Um, Wait, what was your news? No, we can talk about the Q and A we did later, and when we do listener questions too. Okay. <clears throat> so I, I miss kink too. We both miss kink, and I mean, I was like looking through our episodes because I'm like, oh my god, have we not talked about kink? We have because like I feel like we still get elements of kink, like when we go to sex parties and we do like some you know light impact play, or when we go. Um, I guess maybe, would that be it? That's it, yeah. I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's, that's usually, usually when we it. get our impact sessions out, is at sex parties. But, like, I miss the power exchange. Uh, for me, personally, like, I think the reason why, um, you know, I haven't really kind of, like, been focusing on it when I ended, well, when my doms and I decided to take a break, and then I think it kind of just transitioned to a, like, now we're just friends situation, the the loss of that relationship was I don't think it hit me until later but it was kind of substantial for me or at least for my kink journey just because like those were two people that like introduced me to a lot of different things in kink you know they were the first people that I tried knife play with they were the first people that I did um shibari suspensions with they were the first people that I did um you know electro play and like all these things with and so and power exchanges in a more formal way and in a public way. I remember, you know, my male dom, there were a few times when he did performances at Bar Sinister here in Los Angeles. And I would kind of be like his submissive assistant alongside my female dominant. So that was the first time that I'd ever like subbed in front of other people. You know, sometimes it was like a room of like 100 to 200 people. Um, so I, I had a lot of kink first with them and it was like very exciting and very explorative, like so fulfilling, everything that you want kink to be. So I think the the ending of that relationship has like been heavy for me in regards to like my kink journey just because I had a lot of trust with them. I, they were both professional dominants, like they knew what the fuck they were doing you know, and they taught me a lot and really opened my eyes to like a lot of different things that I want to continue to explore in kink. And so ever since that relationship ended, I haven't really looked elsewhere because in a way it's kind of hard to believe that like anyone else will live up to the doms that they were. That's true. Wait, I have a question because you brought up being a sub in public and I want to know something. This is a good topic, um, a good offhand topic while we're at it. Sure. 
what did you like being a submissive in and withholding or and holding that power exchange in public i did i will say it's very um exhibitionist mm. which i i actually enjoyed being exib- like an exhibitionist in a submissive way more than i do in like a sexual way if that makes sense like if people are watching me have sex at a sex party like uh, my exhibitionist is not like turned on mm. if that makes sense however if i am submitting in like in a group or even like being a dominant because i've had that experience before as well i am more of an exhibitionist in that headspace okay i think i would agree with you because like for example when i that one time i performed at a sex party where i had a dominant a female dom and then i had a male sub i liked it purely for the exhibitionist aspect of it like people watching me get flogged or watching me dominate my sub um same whenever we performed yeah sing them together when we got exactly flogged. yeah and then but for example one time at a sex party i was being tied up by a, a male dom and he and we and he was kind of you know enacting power exchange and it was like a very and and that and then I remember someone like walked up um because he was tying me up in shabari and we were doing the power exchange thing and then someone walked up and um was and like was asking him like a few questions and stuff like and then regarding me um and that part I was like ooh, I don't know if I like this as much because it wasn't like for a show. It was like a moment we were having and then someone came and entered. But then like, for example, um, the last sex party where we performed and then afterwards where I was um, where I was being tied up by the female dom in the spider web uh, shibari display, mm-hmm. like it was really hard for me to, I was like fighting going into subspace. I, I could feel myself going into subspace, but I was like fighting it because I Why? didn't. I didn't want to go into it in front of people. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'd also never been in a power exchange with a female before. So that was a little interesting for me. I still liked it. But I don't think it was really a power exchange. I think it was more of topping. It sounds to that me. That is true. That it is sounds true. to me like you like bottoming in top in, or you like bottoming in public, but you don't like submitting in public. Correct. I, w- I would say that. And then I was having a discussion with one of my friends um, from New York. He's actually a listener um if he's listening to the pod today hi um anyways he was telling me how he went to an event in new york um where he he loves being a submissive Mm -hmm. and that was his first time submitting in public because it was at an event Mm -hmm. um and he was like you know i didn't like it that much and i was like i totally understand Mm. because see i liked it For me, I feel like I need to explore it more because like, for example, when I was the sub to the female dom and then I had the, the, but I was dominant to the male sub, like that was totally for performance. So it wasn't like a true power exchange. So I think you're right. Maybe I am more just like, I like bottoming and topping in public, but for like true power exchange, I prefer that to be in a private intimate session. Which I think is fair because like for a lot of people, the power exchange is a very intimate experience. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I was discussing with my friend is like, like, yeah, it is an intimate experience. So if you don't, if you don't like being submissive in public, like I totally get it. See, for me, like the times that I was submissive in a public setting, 
I think it, um, it was always with my male dominant um and basically we call it, it like full protocol where mm-hmm. and so we had kind of our own um <clears throat> what do you want to call it we had our own boundaries rules like outline etc for for full or well i don't know if it was full protocol it was like maybe like 75 percent protocol it was like it was like <laughs> partial protocol like i <clears throat> They had terms for it, but now I can't remember. I have to go back and look through our text thread, like, because um, there's full protocol, but then there's kind of like a couple levels before that. Mm. So it was, we'll we'll just say it was like protocol, um, where it's kind of like a step above submission, maybe in the sense that like it's very, it's it's much more strict. And in this situation, it was like public, um, but I felt very comfortable with him, and like I wanted to like eat, like I wanted to like be a good submissive to him so I, I would do it for that regard and like mm. my focus was like making him look at as a dominant and being a good submissive to him in a public setting so that was always my main focus so I didn't mind it however I could see that like it really depends on like you know the, the public dynamic, the, the dynamic person, the, the person, crowd the public setting etc um and also you know kind of like the relationship with that dominant because like you know say for example like you do a a power exchange with someone that you're relatively new to and you haven't discussed what happens when someone comes up and they ask you know something like if they want to do something to you which i've seen that happen before it's like you and your dominant need to discuss that beforehand so you know like yeah am i because you know he's handing doing power exchange with someone you just met at an event is very difficult it's very difficult to do but also like you know how like he they can't hand the keys to someone else if y'all haven't discussed that already yeah. so there's there's a lot of different faucets to that but yeah but anyways they gave me a lot of experience as a submissive and you know um i i hope i made them proud and i also hope you know that i can continue to like grow as both a submissive and a dominant um but i just i haven't put a lot of focus on it in a long time because i was kind of like allowing myself to mourn that relationship a little bit and also like kind of sitting with like the feeling like I said earlier just I'm not really sure if I'm ready to like trust anyone with the with the dynamic of a power exchange Mm. it's so one of my one of my partners expressed that he wants um to explore more BDSM um actually is Jordan you know we did an episode and in the episode he talked about wanting to do it more so and so like we've had some discussions around it and maybe about how to be more intentional around exploring BDSM Um, but one of my other friends with benefits surprisingly even though he has zero experience with power exchanges wait who really oh him um (laughs) (laughs) oh him (laughs) I love that one of our listeners said that because I did on that when I was questioning everyone about merch because I didn't realize that like we said that a lot until until he mentioned someone was like wait who oh him (laughs) I laughed so hard anyways so we've never really explored power exchanges and or really like a lot of BDSM but um primal play comes very natural to us and i did ask him one time if he would be willing to tie me up and restrain me and then like bite the shit out of me i I could see four 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 (laughs) i could see y'all doing that for sure so and he when i asked him if he would do that he said he would be down and it was something that like he does the the biting because he knows i like it according to him it doesn't really do anything for him but he enjoys that i enjoy it uh, which I found that surprising, to be honest. Um, 
he's a little bit of a selfish lover. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I'm gonna, I asked that a while back, um, and we just haven't really explored it yet. So I'm gonna revisit that with him and see if he'd be interested in trying it out. I would say, because I, like, even though, I was just gonna say, like, I, I trust him, you know, like, we've, we've, like, I, I trust him to, if I do the power exchange that, like, he, and, I, and I give him clear instructions beforehand about how to go about this, that he would deliver. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm just guessing. Um, But I was going to say, for my journey in kink, um, I mean, I, so I, I had a daddy for a while there, and we were exploring kink while also exploring a relationship. And I've talked about this many times, but, you know, he was very much a partner that I was very on and off with. And we de-escalated to not having that dynamic anymore. However, however, um, we still, I don't know, in time, like throughout the two years that we were on and off, like we still kept my pet name, which was LPM. <laughs> um, you know, and I still called him daddy from time to time and we would still explore slight power exchange. And through my journey in kind of trying to heal past things that I need to talk about and, you know, a lot of the reasons why I went into therapy, through all of that, like, I'm not saying I, like, lost interest in power exchange kink because I definitely didn't, Um, but it definitely became harder to explore when I needed to get better at enforcing my boundaries and learning how to say, know and speak up for what I want before you know I could continue a power exchange with someone I think that's fair so I think I've been you know deconstructing a lot of my people pleasing um, characteristics that I used to have so am I ready to have another daddy not necessarily um see I don't know that I'm ready to have another dom either I, yeah, I, I feel like if I'm being honest, I, I still have a little bit more healing to do. So when it comes to power exchange, um, well, I think it's because you have to approach power exchange from such a like safe space that like yeah. you need to feel ready to, you need to feel like that safety within yourself to like feel ready and, and kind of maybe a little bit of security within yourself to be able to like hand over the keys to someone. Yeah. And I don't know why it made me cry, but like just thinking like, if I had, if I went into my subspace again and I thought about my old pet name, I feel like I would cry. <laughs> yeah. That made me teary-eyed. Um, oh, it's okay. Sorry. It's fine. I mean, I know for me, like, I've definitely had some instances where, like, I think about some of the things that my doms and I used to do and, like, it made me very emotional to think that, like, you know, especially since we have kind of, like, let our relationship pass I guess you know that, that that I may not necessarily get to experience those things again I remember not long ago I was having a threesome and I introduced the girl to her armpits so like I need, sorry I'm like trying to like not get my makeup <laughs> sorry you're fine. you're fine it looks great Just pat it a little bit yeah they're all good all good Anyways, I was having a threesome recently with a couple and I introduced the girl to her armpits. So she, I, we were like, just kind of like 
you know, starting off with a little bit of foreplay or whatever. And I asked her, I'm like, have you ever had anyone lick your armpits? And she was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, may I? And she was like, she was like, sure. But, you know, it's kind of like at your, you know, play at your own risk because, you know, like people have deodorant there. Maybe like, you know, they've got a little bit of like, you know, sweat, whatever. To me, I don't, that doesn't really bother me. And this is someone that I like, like and whatnot. So I just like went for it. And I started licking her armpits. And um, afterwards she was like, okay, I can see why. I can see why someone might like that. But I remember like when I had asked her about that, if she wanted to explore it, it just, it reminded me of the time that my, um, it like took me right back. And I still remember exactly how it looked when the two of them pinned me down and like went after my armpits and like that, that made me emotional too. And I miss them. I miss them all the time, you know? I, I'll admit, I saw that they posted, you know, on their Instagram stories, they had had a session um, with another submissive and it made me jealous because it made me miss having them as my dominance. I I still see them at kinky or I still see them at sex parties sometimes. And like one time I actually, I actually skipped a sex party because I was, I knew they were going to be there and I wasn't ready to see them. So I will say I still, even though I don't get to explore power exchange, I still get to explore impact play at sex parties. And I very much still love that. I think that's been like my saving grace, to be honest. It like really that, that's kind of been like There's my, something really yeah. cathartic about just hating the shit out of someone with a flogger. <laughs> well, not only that, but like, I, I love it. <laughs> not only that, but like it, like... I don't know. I kind of get my fix with it. Like, you know, I get my fix for sure. Especially, I don't know, just like I'm thinking back to like one of the sex parties where there were like these three, they were probably like early 20s, 23, 24. It was like a, a guy and two girls and I was showing him like how to flog them correctly. And then, um, there was this, um, one guy there who we know, um, and, uh, he's pretty good with the flogger and the paddle. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Why am I cold? On oh, him. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. I didn't um, think about it for a second. I'm like, okay, gotcha. And I'm just thinking back to that, that memory where he was flogging me and then I was flogging them. And then we were both like, uh, the guy and I were both teaching the three, um, young adults how to flog and it was super fun. So, <clears throat> You know, we have a sex party coming up. Definitely excited to get some impact play in. Obviously, I want to do the same, yeah. Obviously, consensually. Have so, I ever told a story on the pod of that before, one? Because I said hit the shit out of people. Of course, I'm like asking people like before I like. Yes, we know you're asking for consent. Yes. No yes. one's doubting that. And, you know, going up in levels before you go hard. Um, What was I going to say? Did I ever tell the story on the pod of when i had like all those girls lined up mm-hmm. on the bed i did mm-hmm. tell it okay that forever will be one of my most favorite dominant memories like when i was in my my dom came out like full force uh and i think i was really like inspired because you know i'd seen like my female dom um in her you know glory often but i guess you know this episode i would say for anyone that's like missing that kink in their life you know, maybe you had a dominant or maybe you had a submissive and that relationship ended and you haven't really explored it since. And like, you're wondering, like, am I just giving it up? Like, am I just, you know, not interested anymore? You know, should I try and go find another dom or sub? Like, whatever. 
I can understand that like when a relationship that had a BDSM dynamic ends, like it can be a lot to handle. So like if you need to give yourself some more time to process it, to get comfortable with the idea of exploring a power exchange again with someone, like that's okay. And take whatever time you need, honestly, because I, I think it's been like what, probably over six months since I ended my relationship with my doms. And I'm just now starting to feel like maybe I could trust someone again with a power exchange or I'm like just now starting to like feel like, okay, I really miss this. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I can put a little bit more energy into like finding a dominant, um, et cetera. And, you know, like I said with my partner that I told him, you know, we can be more intentional about it, you know, kind of maybe helping him find more of that dominant space so we could explore that together, um, there's a lot to it, but yeah, take the time you need. I don't know. I was talking to Miss Night Eyes about this um, because they were also saying um, that they haven't gotten to explore kink a lot recently, yeah, except for Shibari. So <clears throat> I know, and like I, you know, sometimes like we were that, just talking about that. Like, yeah, yeah, it sometimes you know whatever season of life it might not be the time, and that's okay. And that's another thing too, like, you know, it'll ebb and flow. Like sometimes you'll have like a really exploratory time and like that's great and that's exciting and like enjoy that. And other times it's going to be a little bit of an ebb and maybe like it's, you're going to feel some time apart from that and, or maybe you'll feel disconnected from it. You know, there was a little bit of time there where I felt very disconnected from it. And like, it made me question, I'm like, am I just, am I not kinky? Am I not a good sub? Am I not a dom? All these things. And it's like, no, no, like you're, you're fine. You're still all those things. Like your, your identity of being kinky is not stripped just because like you haven't been devoting a lot of time to it. Sometimes you just need to like get yourself to a space where you want to put energy into it again. Or, you know, sometimes you just need to honor when it's a, you know, a small time or even long time of kind of letting it be on the back burner as you get some other things in your life aligned or whatever that may look like. Agreed. So, so we still, we did want to answer some listener questions. We did have two come in through our email that I wanted to to answer on here. Okay. Here. Also, A, I do want to say, uh, we did a Q&A on Instagram the other day. And I just want to say, mm. um, thank you to whoever said that they like our ads now. <laughs> oh yeah. Someone said that our ads are finally good. And I was like, thank you. Cause they're hilarious. I know. Uh, well, we're trying. We're trying. Exactly. <laughs> He said, what did he say? He was like, I, he said that he used to skip over them or they, I don't know if it was a guy yeah, or Yeah, parentheses, sorry. <laughs> Just, and then said, but now I really enjoy them and I actually <laughs> listen to them. And I just want to say thank you so much for noticing that. Obviously, at the beginning, we were kind of new to ads. Now, as we, you know, bring on more brand partners that we're like super excited to work with, we've, you know, we, and we have navigated the space a little bit more. I feel a lot more confident in the ads we're putting out. But I just want to say big shout out to all of our, all of our sponsors. You can check out any promo codes that we have are in our link tree under DT ads. They're all and there. not to like keep the whole ad thing going because like, you know, y'all already listen to them. But yeah, you know, something that I do want to say is that like we do get to pick who we work with. Exactly. And we definitely try to pick brands that like we think you guys will like too because like we've tried their products and we love them like whatever. So um, yeah, I hope we would never steer you wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you try it out and you don't like it, sorry, but yeah. like we like too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, <gasps> Green Chef. I oh, cannot say I hope, good things about Green Chef. I hope y'all love 
the fucking I fall recipes in love with green chef. <laughs> as much as we do because oh, it's not but they, but they can listen to the ad now let's move on to well no i was just gonna say big shout out to them because nikki and i are now i'm obsessed we're now introducing flavor into our lives <laughs> spices <laughs> Besides salt and pepper. Okay. Different vegetables besides squash. Okay. And bell peppers. So anyways, this is the first question. Um, it's subject, praise and questions. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Cami. Love the podcast. Love your openness and transparency. I am a father and an active co-parent and am proud of you both. <laughs> healing our daddy issues anyways that made me emotional i would be proud of my 10 year daughter if she was doing what you guys were doing when she is your age i love that sir don't make me cry i know Uh, y'all don't okay to all the men who send us lovely messages like this uh because we have had a few uh, submit messages like that before and I just want to say y'all are healing our daddy issues so. and y'all like sincerely touch our hearts so yeah so thank, thank you. you because hearing that you're proud of us it means a lot is, it me. means a lot to us so he said first the thank you during the episode 48 hour rules and praise kinks Nikki was answering a listener question and had real practice real practical advice about how to keep a relationship more casual the advice was basically don't get too consistent with a casual relationship don't establish patterns I wish I would have heard that advice a few months ago now the question how do you deal with mismatched emotional slash relationship needs I was recently dumped by a partner because we had slightly different expectations about commitments and obligations. Or put another way, how do you deal with wanting to spend every hour you can with someone and then enjoying and them enjoying you but having a busier life and other partners they want to see? Or maybe another way, how do you deal with someone being at the top of your list and you are not at the top of theirs? Oh, and the story during the live show about pegging that guy was absolutely mind blowing. <laughs> Love that you love the pegging. Thank you, listener, for submitting that question. Okay, so how do you deal with mismatch? Okay, this is a tough one. Um, I have been there. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been in the situation where I felt like I was putting that person at the top of my list and I felt like at the bottom of theirs. And let me just tell you, there's one point where you just need to say like, hey, I don't feel like I'm being prioritized, like what's going on. But that also requires like a lot of extensive conversations around a couple definitions of things. <clears throat> For example, totally agree. What is prioritize? Fuck. Can you fix that, please? God damn it. Lava! Okay, now tilt it this way. No. Yep. More. Okay, right there. Okay. And this is going to this is going to feel like a little bit annoying because it does take so much communication, but you guys need to establish what is your definition of prioritization for each of you. For some people, prioritization of a person like a romantic interest or a friends with benefits looks way different than what it looks like to someone else. Yeah, especially if they're a Capricorn. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> like sure um, astrology joke <laughs> okay. um another one is what is your definition 
or what are each of your definitions of like emotional and romantic connections? Again, that can look entirely different for someone. So, and then also what does commitment mean to each of you? What is the definition of commitment to each of you? Those three things can look vastly like, I think you have to remember a lot of times in in relationships, everything is relative. And actually this is something that I was, um, that I was discussing with a recent partner of mine. No, Uh, this is something I was discussing with a recent partner of mine, uh, was the definition of prioritization for each of us. For example, he felt like he was prioritizing me heavily and I wasn't prioritizing him. And kind of when we discussed it a little bit more and we got down to it, like there were a lot of things that he didn't see about the way in the ways that I was prioritizing him that like it wasn't until we had the discussion that he was like, oh, I get it now. Like I hadn't seen this before, but you know, you are prioritizing me in your own way. And then same with him. So I I think if you're, you know, if you're struggling with that, maybe sit down and have like an extensive conversation about what each of those things mean to each of you. Yeah, because I mean, everyone's day-to-day looks vastly different. Yeah. I wake up, I got to let the dogs out first thing in the morning. And then, you know, I've got to feed the pets, you know, got to do the litter boxes, got to, you know, get breakfast started. I need my coffee. I need my beagle. Then I got to get work started. And then it's like, you know, if your partner, if I have a partner that's expecting like a good morning call. Or text I can't, Yeah, and I can't deliver that because I'm like running around trying to take care of my zoo and my stomach before I do that, like... You know, that, that can, that can cause a discrepancy, but also, you know, I take the, we take the dogs on a walk two times a day. Like we have work, podcasts, et cetera. So it's like my time to, to give focus to, you know, texting or quality time is more geared towards like the evening, Mm -hmm. you know? So I had, you know, um, conversations with a partner a lot about like how to text throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, had a, I had a similar discussion as well with a partner where I was like, you know, they send me me- memes and gifs all day and I'm like, look, I love it. But like, I, I feel obligated to respond because if I don't, like it might hurt your feelings. But in reality, I don't have the bandwidth for this all day. Exactly. So, yeah. so you, you got to talk about like what prioritization, what time management, what emotional and romantic um, involvement, what commitment, what all those things look like to each of you so that you can see where the discrepancy discrepancies may be or where like, you know, you might not be comprehending what that looks like to the other person because yeah. I, I think because you might be getting one call a day and that's like what the person's only able to give and like to them that might be a lot but to but, you you might be like what the fuck like, why aren't they the calling fuck? every 30 minutes yeah which is a lot <laughs> but <laughs> you know but like you get you got to find where those discrepancies are and I think I was actually telling a partner this the other day I was like look we can commute because we were having some some issues in communicating and I was like we can communicate all day it's not going to get us anywhere if we don't comprehend each other so I was like do you understand what I'm saying when I say this and then he was like this is what I'm understanding and I'm like no this is not what I'm trying to get across and vice versa so like it like that conversation it literally took like three four hours but like we started off from being like super defensive and very combative to hugging understanding each other and then having really connective sex you know so it's like so it 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 takes time and like it's not you know the most like fun conversation to have like but you got to take the time to do it and like it really sucks when you know you feel like you're putting in more 
energy than the other person is putting. So then like, that's why I say like, really understand like what, what are they able to give? And then from that point, are you willing to receive that? Because if this person says, hey, I can only see you once a week. I can only text you maybe sporadically throughout the week. And I can only um, give you this level of emotional involvement. Okay, so they lay it out. Then it's time for you to decide, are you going to accept that? Um, and are you okay with that? Like, do you feel like you could receive that and still feel fulfilled? Or is that not enough for you? And if it's not enough for you, like, that's fine. But realize that you're going to have to take some time apart from this person to kind of like let any feelings dissipate, let any expectations dissipate, all those things. Um, Because, you know, like if you're prioritizing them and maybe you're starting to really like them or, you know, you're growing closer or whatever, and like you want more of their relationship, but they can't give you more. If they can't give you more and they spell it out, like you need to then decide like, am I going to move forward with this and accept it? Or am I going to, am I going to just cut it off, de-escalate it or give it some time and then we can revisit the conversation when I'm in a better emotional state. There's your practical advice. I hope that helps. I should have been a therapist. Yes. And... (laughs) Thank you so much again for your sweet message. Yes. I, we, I, we hope this advice helped. He's a water boy. <laughs> Lava! That's a good boy. Okay. I do hope you enjoyed that or I hope it helps. I know it can be a really hard place to be, but like my best advice there would be communicate to the point of comprehension and understand like, is this something that like you can accept and move forward with or not? Um, And if you need to take some time to like let feelings dissipate, that's fine. Give yourself that time. Yes. All right. Moving on to the next listener question. This will be the last one for the evening. Subject, seven, uh, seven year fuck buddy. Oh, wow. Message. That beats my record. I've had the same fuck buddy for seven years now. Sex is better than ever and we are being, and we are big on communicating sexually. Hmm. We've finally gotten to a point where we are extremely comfortable with each other sexually. That we do things to each other that we wouldn't even dream of telling our actual partners. Although we've never technically cheated on either of our partners through the years, we've always made it a point to tell each other how much we miss one another sexually. I'm confused. So they're all non-monogamous. Okay. Are, Reading are along. Are they non-monogamous? Reading along. Okay. Now, now that I'm getting older, my emotions have me thinking about our situation differently. I feel like I might really like him or maybe I just like fucking him. Over the years, we've get, we've become very close privately. We do not hang out outside of our bedroom, and no one knows about our seven-year hookup. Okay, so maybe they are. But no, continue. Anyway, okay. However, we are very communicative communicative of our everyday life. He vents to me and talks to me about anything troubling him, and vice versa. My question is: Should I tell him how I feel? I'm so scared to say anything because I, what I have been reading the whole situation. <clears throat> Sorry, I read that wrong. I'm so scared to say anything. <laughs> Please use more punctuation, guys. Come on, just keep reading. I'm so scared to say anything because what I've 
or what if I have been reading the whole situation wrong and it really is just sex? In the last year or so, we've definitely gotten closer, not just sexually, but every time I've made an attempt in having us hang out, our schedule seemed to clash. I did have a conversation with him about a girl he was dating over the holidays and that if the relationship became serious with her, I didn't want to lose him in my from my life. I also mentioned that he and I should work on building a friendship outside of sex and he was totally on board and hugged me after and said he felt the same way. Side note, he's met my mom a few times and I've met most of his family multiple times, but always just as a friend. However, he does go out of his way for me to meet him. Or sorry, out of his way for me to meet them, his family. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. This the most peaceful, respectful, communicative situationship I've ever been in. I have a friend who is the only... I have a friend who is the only one that has seen him and I together she tells me every time that the chemistry him and I have is ridiculous or sorry ridiculous she always I don't know why I said that wrong why don't, just no, let me read it my just god let me finish. Finish. I'm almost done she always says you should see how you two are with one another she tells me to go for it all the time he has his own business and I work full-time and is a and she's a nursing student we both are very supportive of each other and always check in with one another but I just don't know if the risk is say it or say nothing. Seven years is a long time. And just in the last few months have these emotions really sur- surfaced. What should I do? I'm a female Scorpio and he's an Aries. A Mars ruled couple. Okay. So no wonder y'all have passionate sex. You're both ruled by Mars. very layered. Um, very layered. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out. It sounds to me like maybe they're both um when they're not partnered they have sex with each other but when they are partnered maybe they don't i could be wrong i don't know if i was understanding it wrong yeah i I don't want to saying they've never cheated so that makes me think that they both have their partnership and then outside of that whether they have casual partnerships or small relationships they don't overlap necessarily but she did say that they told told each other they missed each other and that to me Anyways, my advice could here. be cheating to the other person. You never know. You never know. Everyone's definition of cheating is different. We yes. had a whole episode on that. I'm still trying to figure out my definition of cheating. I think at the end of the day, cheating is when you're not truthful to someone or you're crossing a boundary that they've expressed. Okay, moving on because that's not what the question is about. I, to answer your question, A, yes, you should tell him. Um, I think life's too short and express your feelings as you want to. Like, don't hold anything back uh, because what do you have to lose? I know your answer to that question is going to be, well, him. Um, I think <laughs> if you lose him for that reason, doesn't make sense to me. At least you're not wasting time. At least you're not wasting time. Well, yeah, because these emotions are going to continue building. You guys are going to continue. You guys have said that you both express interest in like deepening the connection, maybe even if, if on a friendly level, whatever. But I think you need to have a more in-depth conversation. Say, hey, you know, lately things have been kind of ramping up a little bit. I have feelings for you, etc. Like, how do you receive this and how would you want to move forward and understand that like you can still move forward even if he doesn't have feelings for you it just like may take a couple more boundaries so that you can let those feelings dissipate while you guys continue your dynamic um 
y'all must be going through the same things I'm going through because um, I've experienced this as well. Um, <laughs> I hope no one saw me pick that booger, but my Probably. nose was wet and then it just kind of came out. Sorry, guys. I So when you were saying that, you know, he was possibly exploring something a little bit more serious to someone else and you told him that you didn't want to lose him. Like I actually had that conversation a couple of months back with one of my friends with benefits. Um, and I don't really remember... I think their relationship relationship ended up not progressing. So like it didn't become an issue, but it was something I expressed to him. I said, hey, you know, if this does progress, like, guess what? I'm going to miss you. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to, no, I'm going to have feelings about this, et cetera. Um, but yeah, my advice would be to just tell your feelings as they are, you know, they're your feelings, but like you got to let them know. Otherwise you like, you won't truly know how things will progress. Um, and I guess like, I'm just not the person that can hold feelings in. So if I'm feeling something like I'm going to tell that person, um, and that's my Aries rising. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just have the same things to say as Nikki. Overall, you do want to tell him because if you're just going to let it fester, especially as a Scorpio, I feel like you're just going to become much more infatuated Mm -hmm. because you're going to be imagining this whole scenario. And then if it doesn't go your way, when you do decide to tell him later on and you've already been building this, you know, this whole fantasy in your head, then it's just going to disappoint you even further. Might as well just honestly say your feelings now, let him know as Nikki said, you know, it doesn't need to change anything if he feels differently, but you at least need to say those out and say those feelings out. And, you know, then if he tells you, hey, no, I'm not feeling, you know, this, I just like, you know, where we're at, then at least you can, you know, start to, in your plate, in your mind, deconstruct those feelings, figure out which direction you want to go in. And yeah. and also probably it'll be a good time to rework your boundaries. Yes. But say he says like, hey, I have feelings for you too. Like, let's figure out how we can move forward in a more, you know, romantic or relationship dynamic way. Uh, then you're also going to have to rework your boundaries. Um, so what this tells me is you guys are in a fork in the road and whichever way you go, it's time to reestablish what you guys are to each other, redefine the relationship and rework the boundaries that you have in place. And don't be scared. You cannot be scared to say your feelings. No, I like I stopped me- holding my feelings back a long time ago. Exactly. Life's too short. Tell them how you feel. Exactly. I guess for me, like, I just, I can't let feelings fester. Otherwise I'm sitting there like, I need to tell this person. And then no, I'm like, exactly. guess the fuck what? No, so. and I'm the person that when I have, if I start developing feelings for someone and I don't tell that person, like, that's where I came up. That's why I said the fantasy analogy, because I built this whole dream life in my head. And a lot of people do. Exactly. So, But also never- just like, you know, you got to give yourself a chance. Yeah, and also, you know, give him a chance to, you know, let his feelings come out. Maybe he wants a relationship, maybe he doesn't, whatever It's been seven years. Yeah, seven years, yeah. Time to have some sort of discussion. Something, yeah. I I think, you know, was it, did someone message us saying they had an 11-year fuck buddy? Someone commented on one of our, um, no, 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 that was when we recorded with cocktails, yeah. That's what it was. It was a guy, yeah, because sometimes, you know, you have those people that, like, when you're single, you go have sex with them, and lo and behold, before you know it, 11 years passes and you know that's what you guys have been doing for 11 years and that's fine exactly nothing wrong with that so tell him scorpio no he's an aries jeez she's a scorpio he's an aries i know that's why i say i was saying tell him scorpio 
Oh, I, I thought you were saying her Scorpio. I thought you were telling like, or I thought you were saying like, tell the Scorpio. Okay, no, no, no. Tell the Aries your feelings. Let us know how it goes. I actually really loved an update. If you have one, whenever you guys have this discussion. Yes. Um. But yeah, at the end of the day, feel your feelings and uh, let people know. So, anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you did too. You got to see me cry. Have I cried on the pod before? Yes. <laughs> really? I'm pretty sure you teared up. I've cried. Yeah. Remember when we were doing the episode about my divorce? Oh, that's true. We well, both I was teared crying, up. You were crying. We both teared up. You know. It um. Happens. But yes. Hope it goes well. Hope you guys are doing well. Well. Yeah. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, somehow it's uh, March. You know what that means. <laughs> quarterly testing go get that std check wear condoms i'm getting tested tomorrow i actually need to schedule mine yeah um what else yeah i think that's it anyways guys we love y'all wear condoms we hope we hope you have a great rest of your week and yeah we'll see you next time fun right listen to your favorite twins every thursday wherever you listen to podcasts Check them out on social media too. On Instagram, they're at Cammie and Nikki and at Double Teamed Podcast or on TikTok at Double Teamed Podcast. Need to see the twins to be able to tell their voices apart? Listen and watch them on YouTube too.